There's nothing worse than you hiring a superstar sales rep. They get into their office on day one and they don't even have a laptop yet. They don't even have their email address set up. It's like, I can't hit the ground running. Welcome to the Selling in Asia podcast. Today, Tom and myself will be discussing how to onboard new sales reps. I'm Elaine Brindamore and I'm the Director of Operations here at SoCo. And I'm here joined with Tom Abbott. Hey everyone, great to be here. I'm excited to talk about this topic because there's nothing I hear more of from sales leaders than how do I make sure I can ramp up my reps as quickly as possible? So this is a great topic. It's really important. So this episode today is for the sales leaders, sales managers, directors, whoever out there is responsible for bringing on new reps and making sure they're upskilled, trained as quickly as possible so that they can start doing what they do best, which is selling. So how do we do that quickly and effectively? That's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> so I want to start with Tom, like before that sales rep even starts and shows up day one, what do they, what does the company need to have ready for that sales rep when they start? So Elaine, that's an awesome question. And I, and I think we need to put some planning and preparation into what do we need to do as sales leaders before that rep even starts. And the reason why that's so important is because and I've spoken with a lot of sales professionals and some of their biggest frustrations when they join a new company is the onboarding process is horrible, if any, and the sales leaders often have unrealistic expectations of what that sales rep needs to do. They're not prepared. The leader hasn't thought things through. So here's what the sales leader actually needs to think through, plan and prepare for before that rep starts on day one. I would recommend make sure that you've got a comprehensive sales playbook. So you've got to create a sales playbook. Now what's included in that playbook? Don't expect your reps to create this for you. Sales leaders, you've got to create a sales playbook that would include things like what are the products that we sell? So this is how you onboard and train your, your new reps. What are the products that we sell? What is our value proposition? How do we stand apart from the competition? What makes us unique? We need to have our messaging included within that sales playbook. So what is our messaging, key messages? How do we write emails, for example, sequences, that type of thing? Who are our biggest competitors? Who are we up against typically? Who do we tend to lose deals to and why? Who are your customers, your ICP, your ideal customer profile or your buyer persona or your customer profile? Who, who do we sell to? And not just the type of company or industry, but what's the role of the people within the companies we sell to? How do you quote? What's the process for quoting and putting together proposals? How do we do demonstrations or sales calls? How do we typically run meetings? What tech tools or tech stack do we need at this company? So leaders need to think about this all in advance, document it, and put it together in a sales playbook. So Tom, those are some really great tips there. So do you have any tips for sales leaders on there on how to gather everything? Is there anything that they should use to put it in? I mean, is a document okay? Like wh what do you recommend there? How should they create this, the sales playbook? Yeah, great question. So the, the first thing is like document, 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 <laughs> okay? You know, we've been working, if you've been in this 
position long enough, you've seen a number of customers, you've seen a number of competitors, you've, you've, you've seen a number of sales calls and Zoom calls, and you should be recording all of these. So I'll talk more about that later, but you've got to document everything. And preferably, collate everything into one document, whether it's a Dropbox or whether it's a Google Doc or whether it's you know a PowerPoint. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Create a deck, put everything together, and just start collecting and collating information that you can then put together in one comprehensive document. That sounds great, Tom. Thanks. So... Now that we've prepared a sales playbook for them, we've got everything ready for them, we're ready for the sales rep to start, what does day one look like for the sales rep? <laughs> All right, so day one, the rep has just walked in the door. What should happen? I believe what should happen right away is greet that person right away, right? So you meet them at the front door, you greet them downstairs in the lift lobby, and you bring them up. Okay, you give them access cards or dongles or whatever they need. Give them a tour of the office, show them the gym, the pantry, whatever you need to do. Introduce them to the team, actually get them to meet every single person. So again, this is part of the onboarding and orientation process. So introduce them to the team. Then have a quick team meeting. Actually get that rep right away to join an initial quick team meeting where you're talking about what's going on right now, what projects are we working on, what deals are we trying to close. It's almost like a trial by fire. Drop that rep in that first quick team meeting so they get to know everybody and they're familiar with how do we do things here. Give them their laptop, give them their phone, give them all the tech that they need so that they're ready to hit the ground running. And this is all on day one. This is like hour one, hour two, okay? Give them the laptop, give them a phone. Talk them through the tech stack. So do you use Slack as like a messaging system? Talk them through the emails and how we send emails and set up their signature. Do you use CRM like Salesforce or Infusionsoft? How do we use LinkedIn here? Do you use appointment scheduling tools like Calendly? Do we use Dropbox? Talk them through how to use the tech. Because now more than ever as sales professionals, we can't just be great at sales, we have to be great at using sales technology. So it sounds like their first day needs to be a good experience. They need to really feel good on that first day and they need to feel confident that they're gonna get all the tools they need, all the training they need. Yeah, the first day is all about getting comfortable and, and confident and competent that you know what? I can do this. It's got to be a great experience. You know, that first impression is a lasting impression. So everything has to go smoothly on day one so that that rep feels good. There's nothing worse than you hiring a superstar sales rep. They get into their office on day one and they don't even have a laptop yet. They don't even have their email address set up. It's like, I can't hit the ground running. They have to be able to hit the ground running. So a lot of work has to happen behind the scenes so that rep is ready to go and ready to shine. So get everything all set up and that's going to be a great start. Wonderful. Okay. So we've got everything ready for them. We've prepared the sales playbook. We've given them a great experience on their first day. Everything's ready for them. So how do we start the process to onboard the sales rep? How do we start to get them up to speed? Love this. Okay. So, you know, the reason why we're talking about this is because a lot of people feel as though the ramp up process can take a very long time. I mean, in fact, I've seen reports to say that it can take new reps an average of three or more months for a rep to actually get ramped up and actually delivering some results. So how do we speed that up? That's what people are always asking. How do we speed that up? So the first thing we need to do, I would say, is get that new rep 
to join you in a live meeting right away as soon as possible. So for example, in my case, as a sales leader here at SoCo, if I've got a sales meeting in a couple of hours and I've just taken on a new sales rep, I say, guess what? Welcome to the team. You're going to attend that live meeting with me. Now, you're just going to shadow me. You're not going to say anything. Please don't say anything, but you're going to shadow me. You're going to look good. You're going to smile. You'll take some notes. And I just want you involved in that meeting so that you can experience live in person what is it like for us to interact with one of our prospects, all right? So live meeting for sure. If we can't do a live meeting or there, you know, shortly thereafter, get them to join a live call. So this could be a Zoom call, for example. Get them to join in. Again, they shadow you. They can attend the call, but have their camera on, but their mic off. So they're not actively participating, but they're there as an observer. There's no better way to learn about your sales process than to experience it. You could read about it, you could hear about it, but you need to experience it first. Then all the theory that comes later will actually start making sense, all right? Get them also to listen to recordings of meetings or calls. So again, in the absence, let's say you're having a slow week and you don't have any sales meetings or calls scheduled for the next couple of days. Get that rep to immediately start watching Zoom recordings of some of your past sales meetings. So all sales leaders out there, you should be recording each and every one of your sales meetings on Zoom. Keep the recording, pay for the upgrade for extra storage if you need to, but make sure that you've got recordings of qualifying calls, discovery calls, needs analysis calls, demo presentation calls. If you've got multiple stakeholders on a call, you can label or tag those as such so that you can show your new reps whenever you want to, hey, check out this video on how we qualified this person. Check out this video on how we followed up with them after the proposal. Hey, check out this call where we had actually six stakeholders on that call. How did we handle that and respond to some of the questions and objections they had? Get them to view recordings of calls. That's so great. And something I want to add is that here at SoCo, what we do is we record a lot of calls and we cut them up. So to protect everybody's privacy, we cut them up, we take out the other party. So they're just seeing the sales rep because that's really what they need to see. If the other party asks a question, we put in text, you know, ask this question, and then we get to see how the sales rep answers that. And then we actually document in the video the process. Like, why did they ask that question? What's the point of that question? So we take these videos, we cut them up, we label them into qualifying calls, what the call was about. So that if a sales rep's about to go on a call or a meeting with a certain type of prospect, they can go into our library and find a call that someone else has done effectively and review that to help them prepare, to help them feel more comfortable on their next call. And we keep these all inside our e-learning portal for internal training, we have an e-learning portal that we keep all of these in so that the sales rep can go through these at any time. So I think that's really great. If you want to take your sales skills to the next level and learn how to master the entire sales process, join SoCo Academy and get certified in SoCo Selling. The link is in the notes. Yeah, that's so useful. That's so useful. I mean, every company out there, especially given, you know, the, the, the global situation that we've been in for the last couple of years where a lot of things have shifted to virtual, now as we shift back a little bit towards live in person, we're still doing kind of hybrid sales. So you should still have, you should have a huge library, a data bank 
of sales calls that your reps can go back to for, 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 for training purposes. Another thing that we do with reps that I would recommend is role plays. So notice how we're going in an order, right? So you go live meeting, live call, get them to listen to recordings, watch recordings of meetings or calls, and then role play. You've got to practice things. Again, someone could be great on, a, on, a, on an interview or in a resume, but now what they have to do is actually demonstrate how they would go through a sales meeting at your company right? So doing role plays where perhaps you as the sales leader are the sales rep and your sales rep could be a customer, for example. Practice that a few scenarios and then switch roles. So role playing and practice is great. There's also training. So notice how training comes in kind of later on. Training. Don't just give someone a training manual the minute they join the team and expect them to look through it and now they know how to sell at your company. No. That's why I do it in this order. Meetings, calls, watching recordings, role play practice, then training. So provide them with training. How do you qualify at our company? How do you do good discovery calls at our company? How do you respond to objections that we get on our product or service at our company? They know how to sell, but these reps, maybe, well, not maybe, they don't yet know how to sell at your company. So that's where some product training comes in and sales training specifically for your products or services needs to come in. That could be internal. You could even engage external companies like ours to come in and actually assist you with training those reps on how to sell your products effectively. You also want to have a great manual. So we talked about that playbook. So there needs to be a manual, kind of a how-to. How do we do things here? There needs to be one go-to place where your reps can go to to get the information they need. You want to be able to scale your sales team and scale the sales process so they're not always coming to you as the leader asking you, can I give a discount? How do we do this? How do I handle this situation? What I say to all sales leaders is every time you get a question from a rep, answer it, but then document it right away in your sales playbook or a sales manual. Document it right away. That way, the next time another rep asks you a question, you answer it this way. Hey, thanks for that question. Have you checked the playbook? If the answer is no, you say, check the playbook first. If you don't get what you're looking for, then come see me and we'll put it in. That's how you train your reps to be self-sufficient, all right? And within that manual, you'll have some scripts. So of course, your team needs some scripts. How do we say certain things? What's the sequence of email follow-ups? And what's the wording we use and any links that we share? And then, of course, get them to watch some, some videos, some training videos. So we want to have a very comprehensive approach to onboarding. And kind of going through this process will ramp up your reps up very quickly. That's great, Tom. So that is a lot. That's it. I mean, the whole training onboarding process for bringing on new reps is, it's a lot and it can take a long time. So what are you seeing are some typical times to onboard sales reps? What are some realistic timelines that we can give and expectations we can set for everybody, the sales rep and the sales leader? Well, that's a great question. And I mean, you know, you all may not like the answer. The answer is it depends. So it depends on your rep. It depends on the team. It depends on you as a leader. It depends on the company. It depends on the market. There's a lot of factors that come into play as far as ramp up. All I can say is this. What I encourage every leader out there to do is to find a baseline. So start looking now, how long on average does it take you to ramp up a sales rep now? 
And by ramp up, you maybe have different definitions of what ramping up means. Is it closing their first deal? Is it hitting a certain target? Is it, having, is it running their, their first meeting on their own? So you have to decide what, what do I mean? What do you mean when you say ramp up? So you come up with that definition on your own, what's important to you. You track measure now historically how long that ramp up period has been. Then start incorporating the tips that we shared here on this podcast in the order and sequence in which we shared it, starting with create that playbook or manual, then go through live meetings and live calls, et cetera, et cetera. Once you do that, I guarantee you, you will probably cut your ramp up time in half. So here at SoCo, we have people able to respond to inquiries and run their own sales call within one or two weeks. Now, they will shadow me for the first few calls. Then we will co-facilitate or co-host a call. Then I'll sit back and shadow them as they run that call and I can run interference if need be. But you get a rep to maybe do three, four, five calls and then they can do it all on their own. Record those calls as leaders, review the recordings with the rep and give them feedback. Give them feedback, ask them to give some self-assessments as well as to what they think they did well, what could they do a little bit better. Hey, did you notice the reaction of the prospect when you said this or asked that? Why do you think that is? It's a coaching opportunity. This is what I love about documenting everything. I love that, Tom. So now that we've onboarded people, they've done the training, they've done the role playing, they've done a few calls on their own. What do you see the next step is? Say six months down the road, what's next? Well, six months, by gosh. I mean, six months down the road, I would expect that you've got a fully trained, fully ramped up sales rep that is now in a position where they can help ramp up new hires and new reps. What you want to get to as any sales leader is to remove yourself from this training role as quickly and easily as possible. So what does that mean? You obviously have to be there to answer any you know, big questions or put out fires if need be. But to really truly scale your sales team to go from zero to one to 10 to 100 and in multiple countries sometimes in multiple languages, you as a sales leader can't do it on your own. So your number one job is to create that first follower, for lack of a better term, to get someone who can then trickle that down. So you want to find, you want to onboard your first team of reps, but then the next wave that comes in gets ramped up and onboarded and trained by that, that first initial wave. Love that, Tom. So it sounds like the ideal process to onboard a new sales rep is to prepare before they even start, get your sales playbook ready, get all of their email signatures and their laptop and everything ready the day before they start. Day one, give them a great experience, give them their laptop, give them all the tools they need to get started. Take them on a sales call or a sales meeting. We, we like to give them a win early on too, so that they feel good. And then have them shadow you, have them do their own call, do some role playing and some training. Anything else I'm missing, Tom? No, I mean, I think that's great. And that's a very comprehensive list, right? So I think sales leaders can get very easily overwhelmed with so many things to do. So just go one step at a time. You're doing very well already. You have had some wins and some successes. And I love what Elaine says about, you know, give that sales rep an early taste, an early win. So maybe assign them an, an easy softball opportunity for them to work on. 
And maybe if you want to be really nice, let's say you or one of your reps is very close to closing a deal and you bring this new this newbie in to kind of shadow you and maybe you share the commission on that. If they do a little bit of the work, you share the commission, you share the bonus, but share the win, however it looks, whether it's commercial or otherwise. Share that win, get them to feel like, wow, I can sell and I can actually do a good job here at this company. They want to make sure that they've got the confidence to succeed in the future. So give them some small wins. Love that, Tom. So is there anything you want to add at the end to wrap this up? Anything else they need to know? You know, I think we've shared a lot already. I would just say, you know, the number one thing, your role as a sales leader is to set up your team to win. So are you putting them in the best position possible? Give them the knowledge, skills, abilities they need, the guidance, and they're gonna win. There's two questions I always encourage sales leaders to ask. Check in with your team and go, hey, do you know what your objectives are? Number two, do you have all the resources you need to reach those objectives? If the answer is yes, let them go. If the answer is no, you provide them with the tools that they need so that they can win. Love that, Tom. Thank you. And I just wanted to share with everyone out there that we do have some great resources for sales leaders out there that has some great interview questions, KPIs. So what KPIs you want to track with new sales reps. So if you go to our website, socoselling.com, and you look for our resources tab, you'll find a sales leader pack. And we've got some great resources in there. So I hope you all check that out. So Tom, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for coming, Tom. Hey, it was my pleasure. Great to be here. And just thanks to everyone for, uh, for checking this out. Great. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. To get in touch with me, you can find me on LinkedIn by looking up Tom Abbott Soko. And you can reach out to us on our website, SokoSelling.com, where our program advisors are happy to help plan out the ideal training solution for your team. Take care, everyone, and I hope you'll tune in to the next episode of the Selling in Asia podcast.